Tie your cleats and put on your shin guards because it's time for the Throw-In Podcast with your host, Ryan Sirk. Hello and welcome to the Throw-In Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sirk, and as always, there's a lot to get into with the MLS. A lot of goals being scored by all teams, really. Well, some scored more than others. But overall, it was a really exciting weekend again all around the league. To start with, the New England Revolution beat FC Dallas 1-0. The New York Red Bulls beat Toronto FC 4-1. And Sporting Kansas City beat the Houston Dynamo 1-0. Moving on, the Philadelphia Union beat the Montreal Impact 2-1. And this game was a fantastic game, this next one. Columbus Crew tied the San Jose Earthquakes 3-3. However... What made it so exciting was that San Jose Earthquakes were down 3-1 to with 10 minutes left, and they only had 10 men. And they managed to come back and tie the game up 3-3. Lucas Zellerayan with a fantastic free kick. He had two goals for the Columbus crew in that one. The disappointing match of the week was the Chicago Fire drew 0-0 to Orlando City SC. There were only two matches this Second week of soccer that ended 0-0. Moving on, the Colorado Rapids 3-0. FC Cincinnati lost its home opener 1-0 to D.C. United. Minnesota United tied Nashville SC 1-1. And Rail Salt Lake beat the Seattle Sounders 1-0. It's a good result for Rail Salt Lake. Many people consider Seattle as the top team in the Western Conference. And then the other scoreless game of the second week in MLS soccer was Vancouver Whitecaps against NYCFC. And the final game of the Saturday matchups was LA Galaxy versus Charlotte FC. That game was fantastic. Charlotte had its first game at home, and they managed to break the MLS record for most amount of fans to attend an MLS match. 74 thousand people managed to go to that game that's amazing that's awesome honestly I'm really happy for Charlotte I'm really happy for the MLS that they had that kind of turnout in a game however for the home fans of Charlotte it did not go as planned as they lost 1-0 to the LA Galaxy but they got to witness a fantastic goal from Efrain Alvarez He got the ball about 25 yards out, took a touch, and just banged one into the top right corner. Fantastic game, and I hope that Charlotte continues to have that kind of support from its fans. Charlotte has still yet to score its first goal in MLS history, but I'm sure it's going to come sooner rather than later, as they have a very good team. It's just about being able to secure... That first goal, I think once the first goal comes, the rest will follow suit. But again, it's going to take some time to really get into rhythm, into the MLS. I mean, we've seen FC Cincinnati struggle to really get anything going, but people really want to follow Atlanta United's success as they are considered one of the top teams in the MLS already, and they haven't been around for very long. Moving on to the Sunday slate of games, there were only two games played on Sunday, the first one being 
Austin FC versus Inter Miami. And Austin FC scored five goals yet again for the second consecutive week. Austin FC has a lot of firepower, clearly, scoring five goals in its first two matches and ten combined. The final game of week two for MLS concluded with LAFC drawing against the Portland Timbers. Something kind of exciting that happened in that game was Yimmy Chara was able to score yet another bicycle kick for the Timbers. Two bicycle kicks in two games brings a lot of excitement. I love bicycle kicks. I've never been really good at making a lot of contact with them, but they are so fun to watch, and when people are able to score goals by doing that, it's awesome. It's awesome. Overall, I had a great time watching all of these games, all the ones that I could. A lot of them played at the same time as other games. So I was flipping through the channels. ESPN Plus really came in clutch for me because I was able to watch games simultaneously. Some games would go to halftime. Other games would be starting the second half. Perfect timing, and I enjoyed every single game that I was able to watch. Another player that I wanted to give a special shout-out to was Lewis Morgan, who had a first-half hat-trick for the New York Red Bulls against Toronto FC. A hat-trick in any game is something to be especially proud of, but to be able to do it in the first half is even more impressive because you do it in half the time as a full game. To conclude the first half of the throw-in podcast, I wanted to give you a rundown of the MLS power rankings through two weeks. It's still early, so a lot can change, and a lot will change throughout the season as teams find form or lose form depending on injuries and how players are performing. At number one, Nashville SC. That surprised me because they drew a game to Minnesota United. Just a little spoiler is that Minnesota United is not in the top 10 of the power rankings. Coming in at number two is the New England Revolution. That's fair enough. I'll take that. I can accept that one. Coming in at number three is NYCFC. They also drew to Vancouver. That's why they dropped down to number three. Starting in week one, they were up top, and they drew to Vancouver, who was not in the top ten. Coming in at number four and rising in the power rankings is Philadelphia Union, followed by LAFC. Coming in at number six is another LA team, this time the LA Galaxy. LA Galaxy have won both of its first two games, both 1-0 off crazy goals to win the game for them. Coming in at number seven is the Seattle Sounders. And number eight is going to be the Portland Timbers, followed by the Colorado Rapids at number nine and the New York Red Bulls at number 10. So overall, pretty good rankings. I'm just surprised with number one. I don't think Nashville SC should really be up there considering they're not even in first. I am a little surprised that the Columbus crew are not on here because both of their games, they've showed tremendous offensive firepower. Them and Austin FC. Austin FC needs to be in the top 10. Scoring 10 goals in the first two games, and you don't even make the top 10 of the power rankings. You won both of the games. Right now, they sit at number one in the Western Conference and number one overall because of goal differential. I don't see how you can't put them in the top 10 of the power rankings. Coming back into the second half of the throw-in podcast, I'll preview the games for next week and give you a game to keep an ear out for or an eye out for, depending on what you're looking for. You're listening to the throw-in podcast on WMUL 88.1 FM.
Hi, I'm Paul Swan, host of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And for the latest from the MLS, keep it right here with Ryan Sirk and the Throw In Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Throw In Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sirk. Second half of the Throw In Podcast, and I wanted to give you a rundown of what to expect this upcoming week in MLS soccer. To start with, on Saturday... NYCFC will face Montreal in the first game of the day at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. All the times I'll be listing will be Eastern Time. The Columbus Crew face Toronto at 1.30 p.m. Also at 1.30, Inter-Miami will face off against LAFC. The Seattle Sounders will face LA Galaxy, my match of the week. Two very good teams going head-to-head. LA Galaxy with two wins in two games. Meanwhile, Seattle Sounders... Two losses in two games, but both teams have the firepower to get it done, and it should be a very good matchup. 6.30 p.m. on Saturday, March 12th, Vancouver will face the Houston Dynamo. Also around the same time at 7.30, Chicago Fire will face off against D.C. United. The New England Revolution will play Real Salt Lake also at 7.30. A lot of games at 7.30, including Cincinnati versus Orlando. And the Philadelphia Union will play San Jose Earthquakes at 7.30 as well. FC Dallas will play the number one in the power rankings, Nashville SC at 8.30. And the Colorado Rapids will play Sporting Kansas City at 9 p.m. And to round out Saturday's games, it will be the Portland Timbers as they look to stop the offensive firepower team of Austin FC. Moving on to the games on Sunday, there will only be two games similar to this past week will be Atlanta United versus Charlotte FC. Charlotte still looking for its first goal as an MLS franchise. And the New York Red Bulls will play Minnesota at 7 p.m. to cap off week three of MLS soccer. Should be another entertaining week of MLS soccer. I'm really excited. These first two weeks have been very good, as I mentioned in the first half of the throw-in podcast. And because soccer is so exciting right now in the United States, I was curious to see about the popularity of soccer now with the MLS performing how it has been performing. And the numbers are very exciting for me. I'm so happy about it. So I'll run down the numbers. The DailyMail.com did a survey about what U.S. sports fans would rather watch. And this is what the survey concluded. 70% of Americans want to watch football. Okay, I can agree with that. I love watching American football. 61% of people want to watch basketball. Okay, I like basketball. I'm a big basketball guy. I can accept that. 57% of people want baseball. Okay, no baseball anytime soon as of right now, but I can accept that. And coming in in fourth, At 49% is, you guessed it, soccer. That makes me so happy because people always say, oh, the top four sports in the U.S. are football, basketball, baseball, and hockey. But according to this survey, only 37% of people want to watch ice hockey. And the bad news for baseball is it's in the middle of a lockout right now. People can't watch it. So what are they going to turn to? Potentially soccer. And here's another big thing that could surge the numbers for soccer. Don't know if you know this, but the 2026 World Cup is going to be in America. 
with that, the numbers could go up even higher. And by the time 2026 comes around, who knows what those numbers might look like? Maybe we're talking about soccer's in third getting ready to overtake basketball as the second most popular sport in America. If things continue the way they have been going, I would not be surprised to see soccer come in at number three very soon. If it does come in at number three, I might like to take a little bit of credit, throw in podcast, tries to get American U.S. sports fans involved with soccer. That's what I'm here for. So I'll take a little bit of that credit, but most of that credit deserves to be placed on the players in the MLS for performing so well, especially in these first two weeks of the season. There's also CONCACAF Champions League that's been going on. Four MLS teams still in the tournament, those four teams being NYCFC, Montreal Impact, the Seattle Sounders, and the New England Revolution, all in the quarterfinals right now. As the competition progresses, I will keep you updated on that, but as of right now, just the quarterfinals. Going back to my point on soccer being so popular now in the United States is that another thing that could send soccer popularity through the roof is if we qualify for the World Cup. U.S. sports fans love to cheer for its country. I'm no different regardless of the sport. I watch the Olympics and I'll be happy to support curling. I don't know anything about curling, but I'll watch it just because I want to see the United States do well in something. And if the United States can qualify for the World Cup, people who don't usually watch soccer will tune in and support the United States. And on the biggest stage, if those guys are able to put in a good performance and make Americans proud, they're going to do their job. So I'm really excited to keep these numbers going up. MLS is always looking to expand, so these numbers won't go down, I don't believe. The more teams there are, the more opportunities there will be for American soccer players to progress through the MLS. But overall, this is great, and I'm happy that this is happening. Don't forget about Extra Time, which will be coming up after this short break. You're listening to The Throw-In Podcast on WMUL 88.1 FM. Hey, guys, this is All-American Milo Yosef. For all things MLS, tune into the Throw-In Podcast on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Hello and welcome back to Extra Time on the Throw-In Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sirk. And if you're new to the Throw-In Podcast and Extra Time, I like to cover American soccer players abroad. So to start off with, I wanted to talk about a game that happened on Tuesday, March 8th. And that was between Salzburg and Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich is well known as a powerhouse in European soccer. And Salzburg not so much, but they made it to the round of 16 in the Champions League. However, it wasn't a good showing by Salzburg. As American Brendan Aronson of the starting lineup for Salzburg. But the game did not go as planned as Bayern trounced Salzburg 7-1. However... A positive point on that end, the one goal that Salzburg did score was assisted by our man, Brendan Aronson. It was a tough game to watch. I watched the first half, and I was done watching that. I wanted to switch over to Liverpool versus Inter Milan because Bayern just 
annihilated Salzburg. Salzburg tied the first game 1-1. So I was like, oh, yeah, second game is going to be totally fine. But it was the complete opposite. I'm just happy that Brendan Aronson was able to do something and help his team just a little bit. Made the scoreline a little bit more respectable. 7-1 is obviously better than 7-0. Another player that played on that Tuesday was a dual nationality. He can play for either the English national team or the American national team. Fullerin Balogun. He is a 20-year-old player on loan from Arsenal to Middlesbrough, which is in the second division of England. He got his first ever senior-level goal on Tuesday. Always love to see that. Once you get the first one out of the way, especially at such a young age, goals are going to continue to come. For strikers, it's all about confidence. Once you see the ball go into the back of the net, whether it's in training or in a game, you think to yourself, oh, I can continue to do this. I'm just going to start shooting. And the more you shoot, the more likely you're going to have a goal. Two other players that played in the championship, which is, as I mentioned, the second division of England, Anthony Robinson and Tim Ream, both play for the same team of Fulham, and they beat Swansea City 5-1. to one. It seems like the more Americans you have on the team, the more successful you're going to become, right? I'm just looking at stats. 5-1 is better than losing 7-1. There will also be a lot of Americans playing on Thursday, March 10th. Christian Pulisic, we all know who he is. He plays against Norwich City. And Norwich City has another American on its team, Josh Sargent. He'll obviously be playing in that game. Also, Conrad De La Fuente is playing in the Conference League for Marseille. Marseille is a team in France but they qualified for Europe, and they're facing Basel in the Conference League. Serginho Dest, Barcelona player, faces Galatasaray in the Europa League. Also in the Europa League is James Sands. For the Rangers, he's playing Red Star Belgrade. There was also another American supposed to play in the Europa League, and that was Tyler Adams. His team, Leipzig, was supposed to take on Spartak Moscow, but as many of us know, FIFA has sanctions against Russian teams currently because of what's going on between Russia and Ukraine. So as of right now, Red Bull Leipzig will go through because Spartak Moscow is going to have to forfeit its games. A good thing that FIFA has done in this scenario is that it's opening an emergency transfer window. So players that do play for these Russian teams or Ukrainian teams are being allowed to leave Ukraine or Russia to pursue their careers elsewhere because games are being canceled in both countries. And as we know, there's a lot going on there. So FIFA's allowing these players to go elsewhere and play games. So I'm excited to see what kind of transfers is going to be between those leagues because there's a lot of good players that play in Russia and play in Ukraine, and they're going to be looking for new teams. Maybe an MLS team gets lucky and is able to snag one of those guys for cheap. And if you listened to last episode, episode three of the Throw-In Podcast, you would know that was only available on SoundCloud. If you joined a little late, don't worry. This one will also be uploaded to SoundCloud. I won't be back next week as it's going to be spring break and I won't have access to the WMUL studios, unfortunately. So I will take a Wednesday off. But the following Wednesday, 
which is going to be March 23rd. I will have an update on a lot of MLS. Since I'm taking a week off, there's going to be a lot to cover in that episode. You will not want to miss this one. But thank you for joining me. I'm Ryan Sirk. Have a great night.